What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, June 17th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One at Gary Witta. Good morning. Good morning, Gary. How are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm great. It does me well to see you there with your lights on in the background. You got this beautiful camera shot. You're, you're putting us to shame. Lights. This is what happens when you have a, a real streamer on the show, like yourself or Nitro Rifle. You understand? That's what it's yeah. all about. I mean, How you know, you I, I, forever? I, I can, I, I, I very much doubt I can ever reach the heady heights of, uh, of Andy. Andy's stream is great. I watch it all the time and he always gets a big audience. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He has a good stream over there. Um, he does. Maximum uh, Quartet. Kind of funny games. That's where he streams. Yeah. Trying to, yeah. trying to catch up. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. How you been? Yeah. Good. You know, stuck, <laughs> still stuck at home, you know, as usual. As usual. Uh, yeah. Getting very used to, say, to answering that question with as well as can be expected. Cause I mean, exactly. that's, that's really all you can hopeful what have you been up to video games making shows same old same old you know interviewed kevin smith playing, um, five after this. kevin smith we have cool friends right after this oh cool i love kevin he's great um yeah. uh i just started playing this it, it's like it's an older game now but this is how far back into my backlog uh i am but um uh leah and i just started playing uh, a way out because we were looking for like a oh good yeah nice. co-op game yeah. really did you play it? i'm really enjoying it uh, me and one Kev Dog Coelho played that. And just to annoy me, just to fucking annoy me, Gary, what Kevin did is he logged out at the last second so he didn't pop the last trophy to get the platinum. He what, why would I waste that being my first platinum? Everyone why wouldn't you just do it, Kevin? Joseph Ferris. Everybody loves Joseph. I, Fuck the Oscars, remember? I'm one trophy away from getting the platinum in, uh, what's that one? Uh, the Hitman Co. One yeah. trophy away. Why don't you do that? Why don't you well, do that? I can't find my Vita. You're you're a troublesome young lad, Kevin. You know what I mean? You understand that? You're a troublesome young boy. Anyways, though, uh, no way, uh, way out. You're enjoying it, Gary? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how far into the game we are right now. We're a good few hours in. We escaped from prison. We're on the run. Yeah. Uh, and now we're gonna now we're gonna go look for this guy that screwed us over. We're gonna try sure. and get our revenge. It's you know, Leah, Leah and I, Leah and I were looking for something that we could play like cooperatively. And there's many good games out there that um that let you do that but i've never seen a game that does two-player co-op quite the way a way out does and i'm really enjoying yeah. it good okay good i'm glad you're doing that wait you're still playing animal crossing religiously getting ready for animal talking coming back still playing in fact right after we're done here on the show i am uh -huh. dropping the official season two the Ooh. rescheduled season two uh premiere announcement uh with the, with the official show date and time and Full lineup, full lineup of guests will be announced uh, in just about an hour from now. Well, that's very exciting, Gary. But we have games to talk about. Stuff like Let's Pokemon talk about Snap. Stuff like Pokemon Smile. Stuff like Pokemon Cafe Mix coming to Switch. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can give us your questions, your comments, your concerns, everything under the video game sun. Then you can tune in to watch us live. But... While you do that, don't forget at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can get the show ad-free. You can get the show with the exclusive post-show we do. You can get the show with your name read in it as a Patreon producer. Every buck at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames helps keep the lights on and the mics working. It would mean a lot to us if you liked the show and you went there. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, you can watch live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. 
That way we can just go. We'll know about it. We'll fix it for everybody watching later on YouTube.com slash games and RoosterTeeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe. Remember, too, if you're on Twitch right now watching us live, thank you so much for the hype train. And you, of course, have Amazon Prime. You, of course, have Twitch Prime. It gives you a free 30-day subscription. We'd love it if you gave it to us. Remember, they do not automatically renew. They want you to forget about it and waste your money. Don't waste your money. Give it to us, then give it to Gary, then give it to Andy, give it to everybody. Snowbike Mike. Uh, Kevin, one day, I'm sure, will start a Twitch channel. Give it to him. Uh, housekeeping for you today. Uh, it is a huge day of content here on Kind of Funny, of course, but even bigger tomorrow. Right now, remember Kind of Funny Games Daily. Then after this, we are playing the Kevin Smith We Have Cool Friends uh, I recorded yesterday. Then after that, we're recording our Last of Us Part 2 spoiler cast, which will go live on Friday. However, tomorrow, a bunch of live content on top of your regularly scheduled programming. At 1 o'clock tomorrow, I'm doing GCX, uh, the charity uh, for St. Jude. You can watch me from 1 to about 3.45 uh, p.m. on twitch.tv slash GCX event. Uh, we will be hosting that on Kind of Funny Games, uh, of course, here on Twitch. Then, of course, at 4 p.m., it is EA Play. Uh, the boys here at Kind of Funny will be doing a live reaction on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. I will not be a part of it because it's been officially announced today that I am hosting EA Play for the second year in a row. So, oh, thank you, Kevin. A smattering of applause. Oh, I'll take it. Hello, Kevin. I'd like to thank you. I, I keep Adam. forgetting that. Hold on. Hey. Oh, there it is. I was going to say, yeah, when you put up the little, the little Kevin audience. I love oh, wow. It. That is something. It's a nightmare because it's like I love Kevin. It's not that he's a nightmare. And I'm not with Nick that that many Kevins would scare me. It's the fact that some of the Kevins are distorted. Like some of them look totally normal and other of their heads have been squished in or something. By the way, I don't know. It's terrifying if you're I, audio I person. wanted to make them all look a little bit different. And um, I'm you trying did, to figure sir. out how to put delay, did, <laughs> delays on some of them. So the, the, the timing of the turns are different. We'll figure yeah. it out. Of course, that's a lot of stuff happening for me tomorrow. But Gary Witt is up to some stuff too. Right now, there is a humble bundle, uh, Fight for Racial Justice. It's got games in it like Baba Is You, Spelunky, Bioshock Remastered, and a lot more. But it's also got that anthology Gary was in. Gary, congratulations, and what's this all about? Oh, yeah, so Humble Bundle, let me, can I post links in the chat? Because I'll happily post this link right into the go chat if it. I yeah, can. You. Um, you should go get it. So Humble, uh, who you know do these amazing bundles, and know. they often do these amazing charity bundles. Let me see if I can drop this into the chat right now. There, there you go. That should work. Bam, uh, it. Let me just click on it. Yeah, it works. Um, so that bundle um, is the Humble uh, Fight for racial justice bundle. And it's a little bit like that itch, that itch IO bundle that came out recently, which was also an incredible value. Yeah. $1,200 worth of games. Uh, and also a bunch of relevant uh, eBooks uh, are all, uh, uh, dropped yesterday. Um, they've already raised more than $1.5 million for various different causes um, supporting uh, racial justice, which is just incredible. And uh, I have a small... Uh, contribution in there, which is um, uh, my about a couple of years ago, I released and edited and released a anthology of political science fiction uh, called Resist, which is a bunch of stories. I'm going to just drop the like, cleaner version of the link in there again. Um, uh, by the way, uh, various, very, various science fiction stories for from, you, from so. various well-known science fiction authors on the subjects on the topics of resistance, rebellion, revolution, mm -hmm. and obviously that's something that's very timely again right now. Uh, and so that book is in there. But honestly, the real reason you should be getting this bundle is for games like Baba Is You and Spelunky and Kerbal Space Program and Titan Quest and FTL and Bioshock Remastered and NBA 2K20 and and on and on and on it goes. I mean, click on that link and it's amazing. Like $1,200 worth of stuff, amazing games 
and books for like 30 bucks. Like, how can you say no? You got to get that bundle. You got to get that bundle. I agree. I'm glad to see you included in there, Gary, and doing the Lord's work out there. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, a.k.a. Momo, Connor Nolan, a.k.a. Connor Dow, and Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by YouTube.com slash games, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Four items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Uh, number one on the Roper Report is the one that tore the internet asunder this morning. Pokemon Snap has returned. We're going to Cali over at GameSpot. During a special Pokemon Presents video presentation, the Pokemon Company has revealed a brand new Pokemon game for Nintendo Switch. New Pokemon Snap. The spinoff, which is based on the classic uh, N64 game, involves taking photos of Pokemon in various locales. New Pokemon Snap takes you to the islands with a variety of locales, uh, including jungles and beaches, where you can, quote, research various Pokemon in their natural habitats. Uh, the photo you take in the game will build up a photo dex, which is undoubtedly similar to the Pokedex from the main series Pokemon games. The company also says you'll be able to discover, quote, new, never-before-seen Pokemon expressions and behaviors, end quote, by doing so. The original Pokemon Snap was released in 1999 and was well-received by critics and fans. We recently counted it among our favorite Pokemon spinoffs, and it's one, of the, it's one that fans have been hoping to see make some kind of comeback on Switch for some time now. The new game is being developed by Bandai Namco Studios, which has also partnered with Nintendo on other exclusive series such as Super Smash Bros. Thus far, there is no release date. Mr. Gary Witta, do you care about Pokemon Snap? Um, I don't personally care about Pokemon, but through osmosis, I kind of do because I have a seven-year-old daughter, almost sure. eight, who lives for Pokemon. She loves Pokemon. And I know a lot about Pokemon just because I live with someone who knows a lot about Pokemon osmosis. and wants to talk about Pokemon constantly. So, um, yes, I'm very interested. And in fact, I even played with my daughter a little bit of Pokemon Snap. Uh, not on the original N64, but it was available um, on the Wii U eShop. And we downloaded, it was a period of my, when my daughter just wanted everything Pokemon related, even like older stuff. And uh, we, I, we went and dug up Pokemon Snap, uh, the N64 um, version on the eShop, and we played it on the Wii U. I showed the trailer to my daughter this morning. She's very, very excited about it. Uh, yeah, bring it on. And I saw like Brittany Brombacher and Alana Pierce and a lot of people on my Twitter feed this morning were just losing their shit over this Pokemon Snap. Of and course. And I see Pokemon it. Snap is considered oh, uh, like a, a kind of a smaller title, but oh, a lot of people oh, are super excited about it today. Okay. I'm I see bored of me talking. Greg and started calling someone else. Is that what happened there? No, here's the, well, first so off, rude. fuck you. So Secondly, no, I was calling for a perfectly timed bit, but the problem I've noticed with this new setup you have, not using headphones, is that you don't hear me when I start talking. So you keep going. Because even in the, like, don't get me wrong, Gary's a freight train and he'll roll over me no matter what. But some in the old days, he would stop. So you just calm Do you want me to switch the headphones? No, no. It's I didn't fine. realize there was a delay on the speaker. Uh, in the chat, I see a lot of people going, Where's Tim? Where's Tim? Tim is not the authority on Pokemon Snap, ladies and gentlemen. The authority at Kinda Funny on Pokemon Snap is none other than Christmas in June, Joey Noel. How are you, Joey? Good. I mean, how could I be bad on a morning like this? So far, knock on wood, I guess things can get really shitty, but I'm great. <laughs> they can always get worse in 2020, we've learned. <laughs> uh, Joey, I know you just did a React uh, video for the trailer. It'll be up on YouTube.com slash games in a second. But tell me, uh, you know, elevator pitch, what did you think of the trailer? How excited are you for the return of Pokemon Snap? 
who thought this would ever happen ever let alone in 2020 i'm really excited um i'm excited to see what kind of worlds we get i think it looks beautiful and what kind of items what kind of new things everything about like I, this is gonna come bite me in the ass Sunday. i don't know how this can be bad like, now, the game isn't that crazy in the first place. Now, Joey, so, for the record, remember, I said the exact same thing about Batman v Superman, and I was right. There's no possible way it could be bad. There's no <laughs> possible way Pokemon Snap could be bad. Don't worry about it. That's, that's a weird precedent. <laughs> Just get in the boat uh, with me. Yeah, I know, but it looks so good, and I want it. I hope we get it soon-ishly. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe September, October. Hopefully. Beautiful. It looks so good. Good. That's all we needed, Joey. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that's the part that bummed out um, me and my daughter a little bit. It's like no, no hint of a release date. It just said under construction, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it'll, I can't imagine like Joey saying that it's too far out though. A sim- simpler idea of a game, and obviously Nintendo needs some stuff for this year. Um, for me personally, like Pokemon Snap, I always, I thought was quirky or whatever when it was on the N sixty four. I remember the way my introduction to it was. Obviously, I played. Obviously, if you're a kind of funny fan, you know how much N sixty four I played in my basement, and then Michael Bryan's basement. Mike's brother was younger and loved Pokemon, and so he would be playing Pokemon Snap all the time, and I would watch it. I'd be like, I don't understand what any of this is. I didn't know what Pokemon was whatever on the switch here it is like this cult classic returning that's great i'm glad they finally did it i'm, I'm excited people get their hands on it uh we have a question from d block who wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can it says why did nintendo wait until i sold my switch to announce a new pokemon snap that is all gonna have to buy a new switch now gary i'll let you take d block to the cleaners why would anyone sell their switch well, not everyone is, is, is to be fair, Greg, not everyone is as financially secure as, as you and I. Some people have got, you know, real shit they got to deal with. So I, I get that. You, okay. judge you, say that. you say that, but he, 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 that, he says, I'm going to have to buy a new Switch now. He clearly isn't like. So did he the, sell it because he was. He, he thought he was. If he sold it just because if he sold it for non-financial reasons, that is dumb because the Switch is great. I, I saw a video yesterday, one of these video game YouTubers, and the title of the video was, is the Nintendo Switch doomed because of PlayStation 5 and Series X? To which my answer was, lol, no, of course not. <laughs> it's going to continue to be super duper popular. The Switch is fantastic. Um, we, we, we just got, a, there's a great summer sale going on right now. We just picked up Mario Party for 30% off on the eShop. We're loving that. That little jump rope game that they just dropped for, for free. free. Yeah. is is wonderful we love that as well nintendo is just is just continuing to 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 crush it and yeah if you and if you didn't have to sell your switch like what what possible content related reason would there be to sell a switch like there's oh, never there's been more great stuff on the switch than there is right now I don't know what this person was thinking. D block. That was a silly move. Short sighted. If if it is a financial reason, well, I understand that hundred percent. I'm not, you know, I understand what Gary's saying, but the fact that you're like, I'm gonna have to buy a new switch now makes me think it wasn't a financial reason. That makes me think you're like, I'm done with this. Nothing coming in 2020. I don't care about animal crossing. That's I don't care so about dumb. all these Mario games that are getting re-released eventually. Maybe kind of. Yeah. Your paper Mario coming, but I guess Pokemon snap was the thing that, that, that made him snap. And it's just so weird. Frankly, D block again, if this isn't a financial reason and you just sold it because you thought nothing was coming in 2020, I hope they refuse to sell it to you. I hope the GameSpot stop person you go to. I hope the amazon.com uh, link understands who you are. And they say, you know what? No, you didn't believe in the switch. Now we don't believe in you. Keep your money, buy a piece. Maybe he was able to get a really good price for it. Cause you can't get a switch anywhere. The downside is he's not going to be able to rebuy a switch. Cause you can't get a switch anywhere. Is that true? Are we, are we in a switch shortage right now? Uh, yeah, unless you want to switch light, you can't get a switch anywhere. 
I didn't. I, I did not know that. I know how the Animal Crossing one was. You know, tough to get for a while there. But you didn't know that the Switch was sold. Seriously, it's like the biggest thing right now. You cannot get like the full scale. You know, detachable, dockable Nintendo Switch. You I cannot get them. I remember there was the shortage when when coronavirus started started kicking up. When it really started ramping up the pandemic, I remember Nintendo talking about that they were going to have a shortage going on. But like I hadn't heard the ongoing. No, they are all gone. I'm not. I'm not out there. You know what I mean. We were just trying to get one for my mother-in-law because it took for forever. Um, uh, she she really wanted to play Animal Crossing, and it's really sweet now that we have it. Like three generations of people in my family. My my wife, my daughter, and her mother are all visiting each other's Animal Crossing islands, and it's absolutely adorable. But getting the Switch from my mother-in-law was, I was happy to buy one for her, but like you couldn't buy one. And it was a friend who ultimately uses one of those bots where like as soon as it comes online, it alerts you to it so you can go and like grab it really quickly. That's the only way we were able to get one. They're really, really hard to get right now. Huh, interesting. I got more Pokemon news for you, though. Uh, During the Pokemon Presents, there was additional announcements, including Pokemon Smile. Gary, how hard was it to get your daughter to brush her teeth? Well, I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to bring it up anyway. I said, don't sleep on the other. If you're a parent, don't sleep on the other announcement today. I I already downloaded it. I got my kid using it this morning. Pokemon Smile is an augmented, a free augmented reality Pokemon app for your phone that encourages your child to brush uh, their teeth. It will give you, um, you know, you you win, you collect and win Pokemon by doing a good job brushing your teeth. Um, and anyone who's got a kid of almost any age, but certainly under ten, will know what a battle it can be. Oftentimes, to get your kid to brush their teeth. When yeah. I saw this this morning, I was like, oh my god! Like my kid loves Pokemon. It's difficult. It's hard, often hard to get her to brush her teeth because she's a kid, like any other kid. This is this is brilliant. Between that and the jump rope thing. I'm loving what Nintendo and Pokemon are doing right now for uh, you know stuff that actually is is good for you. Like you know, it's fun to play these games. Like the jump rope game is obviously designed to get kids active when they're in lockdown, and you know, getting kids to brush their teeth is a persistent problem for parents. So I I, I I'm loving what Nintendo is dropping these days. Has your daughter gotten better about brushing her teeth as she's gotten older, or is it just like maintaining that she just doesn't want to do this? Uh, you know, it's it's. I I don't know at what point kids finally start to wise up to the fact that they really should brush their teeth, but I, I can tell you right now, it ain't seven because okay. you know it's 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 often tough. And I'm not singling out my daughter. I, I I know other parents who have kids the same age, and it's 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 a universal uh, struggle. The video so, they put out um, for Pokemon Smile very, is very clear of like, hey, kids hate brushing their teeth. You know what I mean? This will make it fun, of right. course. Because like you said, yeah, I mean, that's why there needs to be an app to incentivize kids to do it. And my, my daughter loves she loves to connect, collect Pokemon. She loves rewards. It does really, really cute like AR stuff. Like it will put like Pokemon hats on your head. And she's yeah. kind of giggling around uh, with that this morning. Um, and yeah, I think I think it's gonna I think it's gonna help. So, so yeah, yeah I, here- I, I, another another great little free a free drop from uh, Nintendo this uh, this week. So yeah, it's on your phone. It's a free mobile app. You can get it right now. It's augmented reality in the way that yes, you're you as you set it up on your uh, kitchen or kitchen, your bathroom sink, you film your face, you get a Pokemon hat on and you brush and you're saving Pokemon from bacteria. And then you have the chance at the end to catch this, the Pokemon you saved again, free, very cool. Awesome. And it's out right now. So that's you, rad. by the way, Greg, did you try the jump rope challenge yet? No, of course not. Look at me. I saw that. And I was like, good for you fitness freaks you, you gotta know, give it a try it's fun you'll get you moving uh, what's, your what's that what's your high score i well i'm so my I, I my daughter's been playing it her her high score is 207 jumps oh, if you can shit. beat that i'll 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 hand it to you 
Thank you. Uh, also announced here, the Pokemon Presents uh, Mega Evolutions are coming to Pokemon Go. And then Pokemon Cafe Mix is coming to Switch in mobile. Matt Perslow at IGN writes, uh, In Pokemon Cafe Mix, you are put in the role of the owner of a cafe for Pokemon. Puzzles are based around preparing drinks and dishes for your Pokemon customers with a mechanic based on swirling Pokemon icons around and attempting to link matching ones together. There are a variety of different puzzles, but all appear to be rooted in the same icon swirling mechanic. As well as being regular customers that you can befriend, Pokemon can also join your staff where they will be able to aid with puzzle solving by using special abilities. And as time goes by, you'll also be able to extend your cafe with new areas. Another interesting that one. That sounds good. Pokemon. So now you said earlier, Gary, that, you know, uh, you on Wii U got Pokemon Snap because your daughter just snaps up everything huh? uh, Pokemon related. Is that still the case? Is she, I mean, Pokemon Smile, obviously. Do you think you're going to, does she play Pokemon Go? Or are you going to have to worry about Pokemon Cafe? Mix? She played Pokemon Go for a, for a good while when it first came out and then kind of drifted away from it. Like I think a lot of people did, you know, it was, it was the hot thing for a while. It's obviously still very popular. It's not as popular as it was when it first came out, when you would literally see like massive crowds of people yeah, congregating yeah. around, you know, those hot spots. Those uh, but days. it's still going strong. Um, yeah, my, my daughter is still obsessed with everything Pokemon. She was literally playing the, we got her a little toy for Christmas, and it's like a thing that you talk to, and it plays like Pokemon 20 questions with you. Does your oh, Pokemon neat. have a tail? And you would say, like, yeah, and I'll ask you a bunch of, and then it will correctly guess what Pokemon you're thinking of. She loves that. She still plays Pokemon Sword and Shield um all the time she's excited about pokemon snap uh today we still okay we occasionally still have brawls in um what is it token tekken i can't remember what it's called the uh the, the, the tournament fighter uh yeah. pokemon game we have that as well anything anything pokemon she she loves it um two th quick things here from your well you're wrong and then joey noel uh you're wrong frankfurter points out clarifying what i was saying well not clarifying but like the pandemic thing i was saying and then talking about modern day he links to tomsguide.com uh he writes uh, we've been in a switch sh shortage since we've been in a switch shortage since march like greg said however this past week they've been reappearing slowly but surely and yeah this is uh tom's guide written by uh lewis ramirez where to buy nintendo switch online these stores have stock so it seems like it's getting a little bit better but maybe still crazy uh, i think then, i think we're away from it being like readily available oh, again sure, they obviously yeah, yeah. need to fix it before the holiday period because that's when they, they need to be back in stock by then maybe that's what they're shooting for but uh no i mean you you cannot find them right now uh, and then breaking news uh, from one Joey Noel on Slack linking me to Twitter. Uh, Stadia tweets, our next Stadia Connect arrives July 14th. Look for, look, join us for a look at some of the games coming to Stadia later this year. So July 14th, a ways out, a little, uh, about a month out. Uh, we're going to get a Stadia Connect here talking about what's going on. And then you're what's wrong. Your, what's, your, what's your current read on uh, Stadia, Greg? Do you, think they, do you think they can still turn the corner? No. I think they're, I think no. they've, yeah, I mean, I think they've, it's always hard to say, right? Can they turn the corner or who knows? But I still think that whenever Xbox talks about xCloud, I think they're going to outclass Stadia in every way. I think that they're going to, I think that when they're like, hey, xCloud is open to everybody or whatever, and you get to bring your entire library and you get to bring Game Pass, like that's game over for Stadia. Stadia has had this entire runway field, whatever you want to call it, to themselves for how long now? And they have been unable to capitalize on it. And even though I predicted it when the announcement came for the original release date of Cyberpunk, I pointed out of like, hey, wait a second, they're being a little bit dodgy about the release date. Confirming, you know, what this late, in quotes, this late three months out from uh, the September release date for Cyberpunk and being like, oh, it's not coming to Stadia day one. It's like, 
come on. Even if you were trying to yeah, build up, I mean, they had. I mean, they haven't had one single positive announcement. Since, I mean, ever since launch, which was which was a catastrophe. It's just it's just been one piece of negative press after another. The cyberpunk thing was the most recent one, and now they're going to be staring down the barrel of these these two major new hardware platform launches. I sure, mean, it's going to be a, it's going to be a relentless assault on Stadia. And what 2021 is going to look like for Stadia, I don't know. Yeah, and that's the thing of I I was hoping this year they would get it to the point of like everything's day and date, everything's day and date, we're ready to go. And I just don't even think they've gotten that much ground. So when they do flip the switch, knock on wood that that's able to happen, and they suddenly are day and date with everybody, even then it's going to be what a year, a year plus at this point of bad press for them. I'm just like, oh, whatever. You know what I mean? This, like, I saw. I want, um, I want to remain open-minded. I mean, like Xbox oh, yeah, One yeah. had a disastrous launch, and then they kind of did launch 2.0 and kind of got back. I mean, they they're still they'll always have lost that ground, but they did make most of it back once they you know replaced senior management and totally recalibrated their strategy. Um, and Xbox is in a much better shape when it, you know, I don't know how well you remember, Greg, but that, that initial Xbox One launch was disastrous, so terrible. Not as bad as Stadia, but it was bad. But yeah. they did eventually like regain most of that lost ground. I want to believe. I, I always want to be an optimist, and I want to believe that Stadia can turn the corner and get to a point where it's a viable platform, which I don't think it currently is right now. But man, the headwinds they're going to be running into this holiday season, like they 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 they're they going to come hard with whatever this this connect uh, is. They know that they're, they're, they're behind the eight ball in terms of public perception really badly. I'm sure their their numbers are just atrocious oh, and they've, yeah, they've, sure. they've got to do something here's the here's where i think it's different than the xbox one launch gary is that i think for the xbox one launch as muddled and connect and call of duty call of duty tv tv as it was they already had a fan base they already had the xbox audience they already had that hard, hardcore set that was going to jump on and sell million whatever it was units right and so i think for stadia to come out of the gate be an unproven technology have so many people doubting them both as a tech side and then as a google side and then while the tech works right fail the way people were worried they would on not being able to get games and not being able to be supported and not being able to be a next-gen platform. And that's where, again, they've, I think, fucked this thing up from the jump is that they came out and boasted that they were going to be the first next-gen platform and they came out so far behind the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One that does even put them into the argument of being up against PlayStation 5 and uh, Xbox Series X is ridiculous because they haven't even proven they can compete in this generation. And so to be there... And then here be, you know, six months out of release more. Wait, it's we're six months into 2020, wait, more than six months out of release and have it still be you're just getting older games. You're not having these exclusives. You're just this thing that has an audience. I still subscribe to the Google Stadia subreddit. I, of course, still wish them well. I believe in streaming tech. I think streaming tech's cool. I'm glad people are pushing it. But it is this argument, especially when you think about Google's history and track record and stuff of like, cool, this has gone poorly. It might have actually gone even worse than they thought when they were like, hey, if it goes bad, this is what it looks like. At which point I have to start wondering how long before Google just cuts the cord and does say, all right, cool, this isn't worth it. And that's the thing of even wanting wanting the best wanting the best, and wishing for them to catch up and do all these things. It just doesn't seem that way. And like, here we go again, by the way. Uh, if you remember the last Google Stadia Connect, we were like, okay, cool, what do they got? And they didn't have anything. And we were like, why did you even make the, why did you even act like this was a press conference when you had nothing cool to announce? Now you're talking about a Google Stadia Connect a month out. A month fucking out. If you do not come out as Google Stadia and say, listen, we've understood it from here on out, everything's day and day digital. Here are exclusives, here are new things that are coming right away. Why the fuck are you doing this again? 
Yeah, I'll be I'll, I'll be particularly interested to see what they do with this new event because they they have they have to do something really impressive to start to again to make to dig themselves out of this this hole that they're in because again they they really couldn't have launched out of out of out of worse time or in worse shape if they if they had launched they in great it. shape that's one thing if they had launched in kind of rough shape but like more mid generation and they had more time to kind of get up to speed that's another thing but they launched in bad shape a year before the next generation platforms arrive and are going to suck all the oxygen out of the room. So and they're going to struggle thing. unless for, they make some big changes. It was a bad launch, yes. And you said, you know, a, a bad time. I think it was a great time to launch. If they could have launched with the Stadia they were talking about and promising, and they that would have been the day and date thing. Or if they could have launched with, hey, everybody, here's Stadia. It's in beta. If you're buying in, you're buying into an unfinished product, and we're going to be building and working it up to our real launch, our real you know release from beta. Then there'd be an, at least an excuse for them, and be an you could be a Stadia supporter and be like, sure, I know I paid for this thing, and it's not exactly what I want, but I'm supporting it to get it where it needs to be. They're committed to getting it to where it needs to be. Whereas right now, I agree. I think I think they could have solved them, saved themselves a lot of grief by just branding it as early access or beta or something by mm -hmm. by putting everything in a lovely flashy Apple type box. And charging okay. full price for it, and calling this like a 1.0 full release, I, I, I honestly don't. I, they must have known. They must have known what they were oh, launching, yeah. and and sitting there going, "This is not gonna go." I, I can't believe that anyone at Stadia was surprised that 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 greatly by how it was received because they knew what they were launching. Sure, yeah, a lot of smart smart game people work at Stadia. We know that. We've talked to them. We we're friends with a lot of them. I'm sure they all knew, like, fuck, we're about to get destroyed. But someone above you in the chain decides that this is how it's got to be. This is what's going to – something last-minute changes maybe. And that's like, all right, fuck, we have to roll with this and roll with the punches. But you know, to the point of, like, you know, you're, will they ever be able to close the gap? Like, it, they're, the, they're in that Fallout 76 anthem camp, right, where for better or worse, they're the butt of the joke. Like how it, it kind of reminds me of that scene in the great. You ever see the movie The Great Escape, Greg, with Steve McQueen? No, I know it though, but I never saw it. So there's a scene in The Great Escape where they've been preparing to to escape for months, and they've been digging all these tunnels, and they've been preparing, forging all the documents, and everything's perfectly well planned. But then when they when they the night that they actually try to escape from the from the POW camp, um, they realize that the that the tunnel comes up a hundred foot short of the woods where they actually want to be coming out. Like they come, yeah. they're coming out like on open ground and there's a good chance that the, that the Germans in the search towers are going to see them. Like the tunnel was supposed to come out in the middle of the woods where they could emerge from the tunnel, like, you know, and not be seen. And when they realize that the tunnel has come up like a hundred feet short, they're like, Oh shit. Like, should we delay the, the escape? Like, should we like not go tonight and like continue building the tunnel? So it's a hundred feet longer. So that we can do it, but they realize sure. that all the documents and everything else that they've done, everything's dated for today. Like they have to go now, and they have to take the risk of emerging from the tunnel a hundred feet short of the woods. And this is a very tortured way of kind of saying that's where I feel like Stadia was. Like, oh shit, we're a hundred feet short of where we need to be, but all the other machinery to launch it this week is in place. Like we have to go. Yeah. And you know, mo most most of the people in the Great Escape got shot and captured. So I don't know whether or not if that's going to work out the same way Stadia. Some of them got away. And that's but, the thing, so we'll, dude. We'll see what happens. And I think for people like me who are, and I have I know I've been bullish on streaming from the announcements, right? And from the t playing the demos at E3, and be like, oh shit, this works and it'll only get better. Like if Xbox is able, and you imagine it's going to be this summer, right? When they actually sit down and talk about Series X and launch dates and de uh, details and first party games. If in that presentation, they come out and they're like, here's where xCloud's at and we're ready to go into open beta for everybody. And I like, 
I think they're just going to outclass them in just in terms of library. Because again, my whole thing with streaming was, of course, I want to be able to stream games when I'm on the road. And 2020 hasn't been a problem for me. That's why I haven't played really any Stadia since launch, right? And when we were leaving the office and I was packing stuff up, I looked at my Stadia controller and I was like, no, like what's coming out? Like, why would I bring this with me and just have another thing in my my house right now that I'm not going to use? But if like, you know, when everything's back to normal or a form of normal or the new normal, and we are able to travel and do stuff again, I still think it's going to be that if I can take my games on the road, like I'm playing Minecraft Dungeons right now and having a great time. I'm playing on PlayStation 4. If it was, hey, we're on the road and I don't want to do remote play to my PlayStation 4 and xCloud works the way it's supposed to work, would I have played Dungeons on xCloud? Maybe it's an easy platinum, so probably not, but maybe I would have. Like, that's the whole argument I've had from the, this, you know, the go of it of having my games library wherever I am and having it be near perfect in terms of latency is what I want. Speaking, we'll speaking of really fun co op games, Minecraft Dungeons, there's another one I've been having a ton of fun playing with the family. Really good. Yeah, right. And right now in the chat, I see at, at Joey Noel saying, Rude Gregory, play with me. Joey, for the record, on Monday, I almost hit you up. I started it, and then Nick hit me up about Predator. I played Predator. Last night, I started playing early and went to bed early. You were never online. Otherwise, I would have. I'm down. You know what, Joey? Come play tomorrow with me during uh, GCX. Let's do that for charity. You know, it just occurred to me. I don't think I have Joey's gamer tag or a PSN name. I got to get those from her. If I, 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 might, I don't think I do, but I'm going to have to double check with her after the fact. She's Mad Trucker 69 That's her on PSN. It's Joey Noel. Okay. No, no. Come on. Come on. All right. I have one ro- you're wrong before we get away from I'll, too far. I'll, I'll, Joey, I'll, if I don't know, I'll check. But if I don't have you, I'll add you today. Uh, the nanobiologist writes into you're wrong. It says the Pokemon Arena Fighter is called Pokin Tournament. That's what Gary was thinking of when we were talking about that. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Back to the Roper Report. Number two, the female Lombax we saw in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is playable. Insomniac tweeted yesterday, play as Ratchet and a mysterious new female Lombax from another dimension. Hashtag Ratchet PS5. Hashtag Rift Apart. So there you go. That's confirmed. Good news for you there. Did you? What did you think of the PlayStation 5 event, Gary? I thought it was um, good. Some really, really impressive games. I'm very excited about that Mars Morales game. Oh, yeah. um, I'm very excited about um, uh, the New Horizon. Mostly uh, vicariously for my wife. Because my wife loved Horizon Zero Dawn. I thought there was a bunch of really great stuff. And this is just the beginning. I'm most. It's funny. I'm mostly excited about little things. I'm excited about no load times, yeah. um, or at least drastically reduced load times. I'm excited about being able to switch, you know, uh, back and forth between games seamlessly. I know Xbox is offering that. I presume PlayStation will have something similar. I'm excited about just having USB-C cables to charge my controllers instead of the awful micro USB controllers we've been uh, uh, cables we've been um, dealing with uh, for the for the past uh, couple of generations. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm not super thrilled about the PS5 hardware aesthetic and it and it does look uh, outrageously large from some of the size <laughs> yeah um, the things that are going around comparing the prices did, yeah. did you see what they did greg they took you know the size of the disc slot on the usb port and were able to yep. extrapolate what they think the actual size of the machine is yeah. it does look really big it does it look yeah and that's going to be interesting i'm not a, I, I i don't I, I know that i'm i guess speaking from a place of privilege or whatever but like i think it looks cool so i don't mind it being bigger and I, I'm the same guy who loves the Series X, like weird squat rectangle, like stand it as a tower thing. Like I'm stoked because like once I put it into my entertainment center, unless when I'm traveling, I don't really notice it or care how big it is. But it, I understand it, it's it. interesting. Isn't it? This is this is the most different. I think the two cons, the two main consoles as we think of them have ever looked like the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One 
were basically black boxes. The, the PlayStation 4 had a bit of a slope on it, you know, a bit of a slanted angle, but it was basically just a black box. But now you've got the Xbox Series X that went really into like the, the, the kind of the monolithic, brutalist, 90-degree angle, just black slab 2001-style aesthetic. And PlayStation 5 went the exact opposite direction with this, like, frankly, I think, over-designed. Really? Um, super curve. Oh, yeah, it's way over the top. Well, it's the futuristic, it's but it's cool, right? Don't we always want it? I mean, look, here's the thing. I don't think we're going to know. These things often look different when you see them in the flesh. Let's wait until we see it for real and actually see the real size of it. But it's I just, massive. I turn around and I look at it right there, my, my entertainment center, and, like, tossing the yeah. red PS4 out and putting it in there and having it be this weird, like, futuristic glowing blue, the white over there. I'm stoked about it. I think so you, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta go horizontal though, right? You don't have the vertical option. Yeah, both I, from in my future lineup, yeah, but I'll have the horizontal PS4 and I'll have the horizontal Xbox Series I, X. I will say that I think the digital edition of the PlayStation 5 looks way better because it doesn't have that all that junk in the trunk with the with the Blu-ray drive. Yeah. Um, and that's often because since I like to get my games mostly digitally anyway, that's the one I would want to go with. But I just know because people sometimes like offer me free games. Every now and again, I know I'm gonna get a disc that I'm gonna need to have that disc drive for. Sure. So I'm a, I'm a I'm a big proponent of going all digital, but I, I as much as I like, want to believe it, I don't think we're ready to to ditch the disc drive just yet. So it's it's nice that Sony are offering both options, and I I'd be interested to see if um, Microsoft do a, a, a digital offering at launch as well. Well, that was a whole rumor for the longest time, right? That they were going to be the ones to do it with Lockhart, and that's why I think Sony caught people off guard. Uh, real quick, I want right. to follow up that but in the chat uh john bx32 says greg you need a new entertainment center lowell at which point i'd like to remind you ladies and gentlemen patreon.com slash kind of funny games go support us so we can support ourselves yeah, um, put your money where your mouth is exactly john go over there and freaking donate some money maybe it'll happen uh i thought i saw an interesting one today from the one and only former and former Imran Khan on Twitter, who tweeted Gary uh, that he thought what was interesting about the digital uh, PlayStation uh, 5 was the idea of if Sony would only do those now for uh, bundles. So if they're going to do a special edition for Last of Us, they're going to do a special edition for, you know, I guess Spider-Man 2. You understand what I'm saying here, right? It's that interesting thing. Imran tweeted, something to chew on. I wonder if Sony primarily makes special edition PlayStation 5s in the discless edition. The margins are better, it's cheaper to manufacture, and it slowly starts converting people to the idea that physical media is a luxury item and not a necessity. A probably larger... uh, argument needs to be made he follows up uh if sony is going to go hard on this then consumer relationships with digital libraries are going to have to change right now they're all they are almost all upside uh for the producers with little beyond convenience for the consumer great point and i thought an interesting take of you know as somebody who is a i love digital everything's digital it's so weird now on the few times a year i get a disc and i have to put it in there even if it's just watching a movie it's a bizarre yeah. feeling I do wonder if that, that is a move Sony's going to take advantage of, of trying to push and need people there. Cause you figure most people buying these special editions are waiting. So they're not even launch, They're not in the launch window. They are there for a specific game and they're there because they love that game. You already have such a small audience going for it. Would they care if it was digital only? Yeah, it's a good, it's a, it's an interesting point. Um, again, I, I can't even remember the last time I put a physical Blu-ray disc into a, into a into a drive to watch a movie. Like every, I just watch. I'm very fortunate. That I have really good internet, so you know everything. Look, if I stream something from Disney Plus or Netflix or iTunes or wherever, it looks fantastic. And if there's a difference between 
the bit rate on a, I know that you're always going to get a slightly better bit rate off a physical Blu-ray or a 4K, you know, UHD disc. I don't have a trained enough eye to really notice the difference. It all looks great to me. I don't really enjoy swapping discs whenever I, whenever I, you know, need to change games. That's a hassle for me. And I'm trying to remember the last time that I acquired a game. Um, if I'm buying a game, I'll always buy digital. I think the last one I can remember, Greg, and I've got to go back a while here, was God of War. You got me a free copy of God of War, but it was a disc. And I remember when you gave it to me, I was like, what the fuck is this? And you're like, that's all I got is a disc. I mean, I'll take it. I'm grateful for it. Holy shit. What is this? The 80s? (laughs) I'll take it. I'm grateful for it. But two years later, I'll still shit on you on a live show. I'll still shit on you about it. That was the real, that was the real, that was the real, that was the real DLC. Was two years later, we're still releasing the expansions where I get to shit on you for giving me a free disc. <laughs> I love you, Gary. <laughs> Number three, and Gary, I think I speak for everyone. Uh, for everyone kind of funny, including yourself, when I say fuck racists. Uh, number three, the KKK is fucking dead in Red Dead Online, at least. Uh, Patricia Hernandez over at Polygon writes, Red Dead Online, Rockstar's multiplayer portion of Red Dead Redemption 2, has historically struggled with wrangling hackers who can bend the game to their will. But recently, Rockstar has put a stop to a racist sheet that allowed players to take on the role of the Ku Klux Klan. The KKK appeared as an in-game white supremacist faction within the single-player portion of Red Dead Redemption 2. While they are not included in the MMO portion of the Wild West, players can still make these characters appear through a series of mod menus, cheating programs often used by hackers. These external programs allow players to simply pick models, which the community... uh, colloquially refers to as a type of ped to bring into the multiplayer potential spawns range from alligators to trains <laughs> if you were in the base game there's a good likelihood you can use it via these mod oh, i'm sorry if it's in the base game there's a good mo- chance you can use it for via these menus previously it was possible for cheaters to select a kk kkk model through this game Uh, In the past few weeks, uh, there have been increasing reports of cheating attacks by community members who say flocks of hooded NPCs are terrorizing them, either in the form of NPCs or posse groups who who pretend to be the KKK. One report pictured in the article above sees a player with a handful of KKK models uh, stuck to their persons. Hackers just spawned KKK on me because my character is Asian, the player said on Reddit. Midway through June 2020, the Rockstar issued a patch that addressed at least part of the issue, according to Dataminer Tez2. Red Dead Online no longer allows you to spawn KKK NPCs as it did before. A Rockstar representative confirmed to Polygon that the game no longer allows for the racist cheat, but did not uh, offer any additional comments for publication. So, fuck racists, and good on Rockstar for making that something that you can get, they knocked out. I mean, what is there really to say, Greg? I'm glad I'm, this is the first I'm hearing of it. I'm glad that Rockstar is taking care of it. Yeah. The depressing part for me is the fact that this is even like, who are these fucking people in the year 2020 that are doing this? How fucking stupid do you have to be? It's just, it's just depressing oh, that people like this still exist. Lows, man. I'm trolling. I mean, obviously, they ever existed, but today, what the fuck? Yeah. 100%. So fuck, them. fuck them into the ground and get rid of them. Ban them from your game, too. Get them out of there. Number four, in happier news, and news that I can't, like, if you're talking about the Venn diagram of Gary Wood's life, this is a perfect circle. Number four, KFC Philippines is opening up in Animal Crossing. Uh, this is Nicolo uh, Manolato at Unigeek, or Ungeek, Ungeek. Uh, Kevin, if you see, I have a please show there, if you could show, Gary. Uh, craving some fried chicken? Well, you can always get some delivered to your doorstep. KFC goes one step further and lets you enjoy some virtual chicken, all without leaving your Animal Crossing session. KFC and 
Ogilvy recently teamed up to create this incredibly detailed Animal Crossing New Horizons Island that features a KFC restaurant complete with some scrumptious fried chicken. The KFC Island's centerpiece is no doubt the mini kitchen, and there you can see some of KFC's signature menu items being prepared. Of course, there's also a dine-in area where you can virtually enjoy some KFC chicken by the buckets load. Uh, best of all, there's no need for social distancing on this island. Uh, while on the island, if you're lucky, you might just you might even spot Colonel Sanders himself. Seeing him won't just be a treat in-game. You'll also be given a code for a real eight-piece bucket of KFC chicken. Uh, you can get IRL for free. Uh, you can make sure you follow at KFC Philippines on Facebook uh, and wait for the daily Dodo code. Yeah, this is a perfect crossover of your interests of fried chicken and Animal Crossing. Well, not really, because I don't, I, I don't eat fried chicken anymore. I haven't for, for six months. Sure, um, but it's virtual it's now, Gary. On my diet. What's that? It's virtual. This is a perfect Yeah, thing but they, they said he'll give you a code for like a free eight-piece. I can't. Oh, I, I, you're a man of the people, anymore. Gary. Give, give it away to the people, yeah, Gary. Maybe a friend. Yeah, exactly. Well, let me say that. I didn't realize. I'm sorry. I didn't realize there was such a blood feud now that any other cool Animal Crossing thing is dead to you because you have a talk show with Danny Trey. No, it's sorry. Well, let me let me let me just say. There, there, hey, Greg, let me be clear. There there are there are lots of cool Animal Crossing things that I like. Um, what I don't really like is this growing trend, and this is not the first one to happen, of marketing agencies and big corporate brands piling on to something that they see as popular. Oh, our, our, our demographics, our pie charts, our spreadsheets, our market research indicate that people really like Animal Crossing right now. Let's commoditize it. Let's monetize it. Let's, let's slap our brand on it and turn it into a thing so that we can sell some more of our products. That doesn't excite me. You changed, man. You know what I mean? You used to be cool. Yeah, you shaved your head and now you, just want, you want to be evil. You want to be the only Animal Crossing game in town. On and the I plus see side, you also look a lot slimmer. Oh yeah, you look yeah, crazy. I don't yeah. even fried chicken anymore. What's the are weight we, count? Are we still doing the weight in? Yeah. Uh, two two ten. So I've 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 been, I've been at two ten for a little while. I've kind of hit a little bit of a plateau, but I'm still working on it. Down, still down from two fifty two. Forty two pounds lost. Ten more to go. We'll get there. Gary, we're proud of you. I went I went back and watched some old videos of me on kind of fun. I said I would do this, Greg. That after I lost some weight, I would go back and watch old kind of funny videos of me when I was heavier. And it is, a, it's a, a, it's, I didn't realize, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a noticeable difference. I'm quite, quite proud of myself. I'm going to give myself a, a quick pat on the back here. I, th I feel like I've done well. You should be. We're proud of you too, Gary. We love you. Uh, so. Gary, I'm excited to see you lose these final 10 pounds, but that's going to take some time because of course it's, you have to put in work for your physical fitness. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Uh, out today, Curious Expedition 2 is now available on Steam Early Access. Across the Grooves is on Switch, PC, and Mac. Always Legacy is on PC and Mac. Timberman Versus on an S is on Xbox One. Radio Squid is on Xbox One. Edna and Harvey the Breakout Anniversary Edition is on Switch. I Dream of You and Ice Cream is on Switch. And that, Kevin, I'd love to see a trailer for I Dream of You and Ice Cream. Uh, Nora. Yeah, not Nora. Nora uh, is on PC. Uh, Lost Battle Order of Chaos is on PC. Uh, Block Icker, which I think is Block Kicker, uh, is on PC and Mac. Haxi is on PC. Project Starship X is on PC and Mac. Beer. Beer is on PC. Uh, update seven. The game's just called beer. Just called beer. That's good. Search engine optimization. Uh, Let me pull well, up my screen right now and see if I can find it. Let's see what uh, that is. 
Update 7.3 is now live, or this is for PUBG, I'm sorry. Update 7.3 is now live on PC and coming soon to console on June 23rd. This introduces changes to a couple of key gameplay mechanics that should enhance Battle Royale gameplay in the seasons to come. Uh, Add in the quality of life upgrades like spike traps that stretch 50% longer and more designated marksman rifles uh, on Vic Andy, and you've got a great final salute to Season 7. Um, Zynga launches Word Pop, a voice-based game of words with friends exclusively on Amazon Alexa. Echo, download Word Pop. Echo, play Word Pop. Greg, we can't hear her. Well, then fuck this bit. Okay, I, fa- I found I found the game Beer. It appears to be some kind of like cute platformer where you play as a bear. But as someone in the chat pointed out, this is not good SEO. Like I had to I, I had to go looking for this because just the word Beer is not going to help you when you're looking for a game on Steam. Oh no, won't well, shit fuck. Um, I also found that trailer you wanted. Let's see the trailer for I Dream of You and Ice Cream. Kevin's playing it now. Violence, blood, and partial nudity. Oh, jeez, please. Should I not show this? No, you can show it. I mean, that's the ESRB rating. It's not like that's not saying that this trailer is going to have it's a big old a red band floppy dick in it. No, I mean, we can wait. Floppy dick in it. What is <laughs> this? We're looking right now at I Dream of You and Ice Cream. Oh, I don't like this I big head. Muted. I haven't muted. Oh, I don't like oh, this big head at all. Gabbo. He came from space. I don't trust anything that comes from space. Everybody knows that about me. That does look like Gabbo. From the creator I'm, I'm totally Inner the Heights. opposite. I just fully trust everything from space. It's, I thought there was gonna be like a cute game of like I like falling in love with people and ice cream. No. Now I'm doing puzzles and I got a robot or I a like mannequin. Puzzle, uh, oh, he's gonna eat these people? They're no, bowing down to Gabbo? Oh no, turn it off. I don't like this at all. This is idol worship, and I'm not a part of that. Um Haxi. I already said that one. Comes to early access again. Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 3 Splashdown is now live. If you didn't know, Aquaman is part of the Battle Pass, which means I bought the Battle Pass today. Uh, and the first DLC for Pokemon Sword and Shield, Isle of Armor, is out today as well. New dates for you. Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost uh, has begun its open access period beginning June 19th. Players will be able to play the game I just said uh, for 24 hours every weekend on the PlayStation 4. Uh, on July 16th, uh, Bounty Battle comes to PC and consoles. The Feud Wild West Tactics is coming out on July 22nd on Steam. Uh, a prologue for Car Trader Simulator launches on June 23rd. And Fight Crab uh, comes out on uh, July 30th on Steam. Fight, Fight Crab, what is that? That sounds good. That's another good one. Kevin, if you can get that one up, I did see that. They had one of those gifts in there. just found there. it. Fight Crab. Crab's Welcome Fight. to Fight Crab, a new 3D action game where you take control of a crab and fight off other giant enemy crabs. Physics allows for crabs to move powerfully and quickly in this hardcore battle arena. Freely control your pincers to use weapons and develop your own crab fighting style. Add to wish list, done. Wow. There you go. You didn't even need to see the trailer. Kevin's I wonder if you can up. hit those giant enemy crabs for massive damage. Here it is. This, so this, okay, now can they see it? Like, you see it here. You got, they're going. These crabs are going at it. With oh, yeah, they are going at it. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of game you need. This is what we need. All right? Period. End of statement. Um, Before we go any further, I want to toss this one in here. This is an interesting one from a You're Wrong. Who sent me this one? So I'm trapped in it. I can't get out of it. Uh, Frank Furter. Uh, capitalizes on the discussion of uh, the special edition PlayStation 5s and points me to VG247, an article by C.N. Meyer, um, or maybe Maher, or no, 
Bill Maher, right? So Maher like that. Uh, it was recently confirmed there will be a variety of PS5 special editions, meaning that fans will be able to purchase PS5s that look a little different to what they saw last week. News comes from a post published by PlayStation Vice President of UX Design, uh, Matt McLaurin, on LinkedIn, which attracted a wide variety of inquisitive commenters hungry for more details about the PlayStation 5. Among things, uh, McLaurin confirmed that there will be a range of PS5 special editions to players who are looking for something to spice up their base white PS4. Quote, while this is the flagship slash reference, you can count on an even more beautiful and hopefully ra- I mean, you can count on even more beautiful and hopefully radical special editions, he wrote in response. Customization with special editions will be beyond anything we've seen before. Someone mocked up a wood. This is still the quote. Someone mocked up a wooden one on Reddit. That looks pretty good. Uh, then we're back to the article. Someone also mocked up a Miles Morales PS5. Although it's not official, still, it looks incredibly impressive and could give you an idea of what the Miles Morales PS5 would look at, uh, hypothetically speaking. Uh, while McLaughlin uh, has his own particular PS5 special edition in mind, Quote, we'll show more of the OS soon, he said after the reveal. The, after, after that, the PS5 interface will be a 100% overhaul of PS4. Uh, I'm sure there will be a special edition for everyone, he continued. I'm hoping for a Horizon uh, Forbidden West special edition. Interesting. I, the way you made it sound in the you're wrong was going to be about faceplates and stuff, but this sounds like they're just making special editions. So uh, that doesn't help me at all, Frank, for to break your dick off. Um, back to this thing here. What do we got here? We're going, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you about our sponsor. It's youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Remember everything we do uh, on game side goes up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. You can go there and get our let's plays like our core one. You can go there and watch us play predator. You can go there and get all of our last of us coverage, which is insane right now. Of course, last of us part one, we have a spoiler cast up. Uh, we have last of us part one, the full playthrough of the game from Nick Scarpino his first time ever playing it right now. The last of us part two review is up today. We are recording our last of us part two spoiler cast, which you will be able to get Friday. Don't watch until you've beaten the game. Then next week, of course, Neil Druckmann, Ashley Johnson, and Troy Baker join me for a special edition of the Games Cast for another spoiler cast, whatever you want to call it. We're going to go in depth with them about everything that's going on in that. Of course, I couldn't leave out my friend Laura Bailey. She's coming on. We have cool friends the next week after that to talk about being in Last of Us as well. So, tons of content for you to get down with on Last of Us. It all is up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. And even that we have cool friends that won't be on youtube.com slash kind of funny games will be put up and, you know, playlisted on youtube.com slash kind of funny games so there you go good stuff that's the ad thank you gary i want to give you a reader mail question are you up for that yeah why not you think you can talk to the people come out of your ivory tower for a change i'm the man of the people greg as you know i do know that i do know that see and that's what threw me about the kfc thing is because my favorite gary witta story of hey who is gary witta and is he a man of the people people want to throw out you know you come on here you do your spirited rants you're always talking about corporations being fuckos and stuff like that and i appreciate that my favorite gary Wood story is when we lived at the i think i was still working at ign yeah i definitely still working at ign and uh we lived with mike mitchell and mike mitchell came home one day and he's like hey i met gary witta today and i was like oh my god and this, is, this is after row one i was like oh my god i was there like a con or something like where did you meet gary because i i knew gary obviously but not like like how we know each other intimately now and he's like, yeah, I was in line at the KFC Taco Bell and Gary was in front of me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think I remember Gary that. Hollywood movie writer, game writer. I think I, think, I think I even remember what I was get, why I was at that KFC and what I was getting because they had just unveiled the double down. Remember the double down? Mm-hmm, Where mm-hmm. instead of instead of bread buns, the, yeah. the, the, it was basically two pieces of fried chicken with cheese and bacon in the middle. I was like, I got to try that. Yeah. But you know, I, you know, you know me, Greg. I make moves. I don't stand still. I evolve. I change. I grow. Um, I can't eat shit like that all the time anymore. I, oh, I, I know. you know, 
This isn't me trying to pressure I, you. I, and I, I do. I, you know, I, I do like, let me ask you, I'm going to ask the chat right now. Can you still get the grilled KFC? Cause I can eat that, but I don't know if they still make it. Can you still get the grilled version of KFC? Somebody call up the Colonel. You got to be able to do that. Yeah. JD Neal says, yeah. Oh, you can still get it. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, cause I, I still like that. All right, Gary, that I want to chicken actually not bad. I'm bringing you in a question about stories and spoilers and stuff like that. You ready? Yeah, go on. I am the game 13 writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Just like you can. It says hi, Greg and Gary. So the last of us part two releases in about 18 hours. After that, the internet will be flooded with let's plays and Twitch streams and people who have finished their own playthroughs of the games. My question is this for a game that's both as anticipated and is as narratively driven as the last of us part two. Do you expect a stronger than normal influx of spoilers and general douchiness surrounding the watching slash streaming of the game? Also, we always talk about the spoiler periods for movies and TV shows, but games don't seem to get as much respect. Parentheses, I'm guessing the nature of experience a game is so different than most pop culture, spoiling game stories doesn't usually register as a big deal. Should there be a moratorium on spoilers for The Last of Us Part Two that's a little longer than normal? Shorter than normal? Spoiler discussions is pretty all over the place to begin with for most things. Does this game need to be talked about a little differently, at least for a few weeks when it comes to specific details? Thanks for the show. I am the game 13. I think the overall answer here is yes. But I don't think it's tr- it needs to be treated uh, to every question you're asking pretty much, right? But I don't think it needs to be treated drastically different than most games i can't speak for every podcast in the world and i definitely know people still think i suck at it but we should go out of our way on kind of funny not to spoil things for you and if we are going to spoil things i mean even for spider-man right we'll be like well, our spoilers for the end of spider-man and then we'll go into it. spoilers for god of war we'll go into it i think last of us part one is the one where i don't feel the need anymore to do it i'll occasionally do it as a joke but Last of Us Part 2 and narrative-based games in general, but a game that is so focused on narrative like Last of Us Part 2, I don't think you should be spoiling the ending or the character arcs or anything like that for a long time, let alone even when you start doing it, I don't think you should be doing it willy-nilly out of the blue, just, hey, drop it in, not saying, hey, spoiler uh, uh, warning. Gary, you write a bunch of games like this. Um, yeah, and I, I, I have strong feelings about these things. Um, so specifically for the last of us, yeah, I, I don't want to get spoiled. I already muted a bunch of hashtags on, on Twitter. So I, 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 I don't even want to see the conversation. The thing with me, Greg, as you know, is I, I'm thinking about just waiting for PlayStation five to play it. Like there'll presumably there'll be some kind of remaster, some kind of glow up for the PlayStation five, uh, version of this game that will look even better. I mean, I'm in no rush. I mean, I definitely want to play Last of Us 2. I'm sure it's fantastic based on everything I've, I've read so far. Sure. I'm excited to play it. I love the first game. Um, but with PlayStation 5 only a few months away, I'm thinking about waiting to play the game like at the best possible version that it can it can look look as. Um, so I might, I might I've got plenty of other games to play in the meantime. I might just wait. I mean, no rush to play it. But that does mean that I'm going to be running a gauntlet for, for some time um, of, of dodging spoilers and as time goes by obviously those spoilers are going to be uh more and more um uh out there in the in in the air supply i think you know the first certainly the first couple of weeks um you know people should be very respectful about this i know there's a divide on this issue some people say well spoilers don't bother me they don't spoil my enjoyment and i and there's there's think pieces out there that i personally don't agree with saying like spoilers don't objectively spoil your enjoyment of anything like it's fine to have a story spoiled for you um i personally don't agree with that at yeah. all um but you know wh- wh- whether you're, whether i agree with it or not 
all I would say is what I, it's the basic principle that I come back to time again on like a range of different subjects. Just fucking be respectful of other people's feelings. If, if, if spoilers don't bother you, that's fine. But fucking respect the person who says that they do, that it does bother them and leave them the fuck alone yeah. and don't spoil things for them. It's not, if this is not fucking hard, it's basic, basic stuff. Just, just respect what other people want. If I, if I tell you that I don't want the story spoiled, don't fucking spoil it. It's great that the spoilers that you don't care about spoilers. That's great. Just don't no. leave me the fuck alone. You're and 100%. Let me, let me have mine and don't shit all over my opinion by by spoiling the story that I've told you I don't want spoiled. Um, and yeah, if you're in the media and if you're there, are all, there will always be trolls like the assholes that drove by the bookstore when the last Harry Potter book came out and said, "Oh, this person dies" or whatever. And, and, and like, how fucking hollow do you have to be? Like, how 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 far does joy have to be from your life that the only way you can find it in yourself is by taking it away from other people? Fuck yeah. you. That really, really bothers me. But that 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 that's a whole that's a whole other issue. Have you look if you if, if spoilers don't bother you, great. I'm very happy for you. Just let me, but just respect my view as well. That's all I ask. I know that on The Last of Us, obviously it was an issue because the game leaked early. There were some leaks that, that that did. There were some people out there that just aggressively, vindictively wanted to um, uh, 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 spoil it because that again, that's how they got their jollies was by spoiling the game uh, for other people. Um, but in general, uh, yeah, just I mean, just by, like after a, look, here's the thing: after a couple of weeks, after people have played the game, they're gonna want to read those really deep critical analyses that you can't avoid the spoilers. One thing that I read, Greg, and tell me if you agree, is that some reviewers were complaining that the initial review embargo uh, conditions for the game was so restrictive that it was actually difficult to really talk about the game in a in a substantive in a substantive way because you were forbidden by the review embargo conditions from talking about several key narrative aspects of the game. Is that the case? And how did you feel about that? That is the case that the review embargo obviously strictly prohibits a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, we talked about it on PS. I love you XOXO this week in a long form discussion. I know Tim and blessing did on a games daily as well. My take on it is I do not think it was uh, more restrictive than a lot of games. Like I went, I referenced Batman Arkham Asylum and what I was allowed to say and not say in that game. And I think that, is where you get into an interesting thing where I know a lot of people were like when this, and I don't get me wrong. There's an argument to be made either way. I'm not saying it's definitive and I go to the mat and, you know, kill for this argument. But I saw one of the arguments coming up of like, yeah, when people review movies, they're not held to that kind of same thing. Nobody spoiled Avengers Endgame in it or whatever. Uh, like, you know, the ending of that in their review. And obviously I'm sure there's some fucking review that did do that, but video games are such a broad scope and everybody tackles a video game review differently. And everybody has a different idea of, what makes this special and what makes this medium special? And I think The Last of Us Part 2 is a lot of incredibly special things in its gameplay and I th in narrative. And I think if you were to go in and put no embargoes on that, you would do what I think is so powerful and what people worry about with spoilers. Because that's my thing. Full stop. And I've said this before, so take what you want from it. I've never confirmed or denied what I, I've had, quote unquote, spoiled for me. I had I knew spoilers going into The Last of Us Part 2. Some were true, some weren't. Um, I didn't care personally, not that I would ever project that on anybody. I was still along for the ride and the ride is still so surprising and different that I think if you were to go in then and then talk about what makes the ride special, you would make it less special for people who are picking it up in 18 hours. Yeah. I mean, honestly, even, even as I'm talking to you, Greg, I'm starting to feel like maybe waiting for the PlayStation five is a bad call. Cause it's really unrealistic to think that I can dodge 
major spoilers for that long. Someone in the chat just it's mentioned YouTube call. thumbnails. I, I've had shit spoiled for me by YouTube thumbnails. Yeah, before. and that's, like, you're, not, you're not going to be able you, to get you away. Can, you, can, you can employ every sensible precaution and some shit will still get spoiled for you. And if we're talking about months, there's almost zero chance that I'm going to wait to play the game on PlayStation 5 and not have it spoiled in some way before. So maybe I should just bite the bullet and play it sooner rather than later so I don't have to have that anxiety about spoilers that whole time. Yeah, I, and I think I, I personally would tell you to get on it because I also think the what I love about this game is the discussions that are happening around this game. You know, I talked about, uh, I've already done a spoiler cast with the game explain folks. I'm excited to do our spoiler cast today with, uh, Christine, Tim and blessing the same review crew. Cause every time I talk to people about it in depth, you get something different from it and their perspectives on events and perspective on gameplay in a way you didn't get. And that's awesome and powerful. And a discussion I think should only be entered into after you've played it. And this isn't even, yeah, the and I, and I, I, I don't have a problem with, reviews that go heavily into spoilers and again sometimes the only way to have a have a substantive discussion about the story of a film or a book or a game is to get into the, the into spoiler territory just put that up front so that people know that if they don't want and, and most outlets do this they'll say warning spoilers ahead or whatever or in your case you literally call it the spoiler cast as long as you brand it as that i know to stay away from it until I've until I'm immune to spoilers because I've already read or watched or played it myself. So, but there's a, there's a lot of amateurs out there that don't that either don't appreciate that or think that because they don't care about spoilers, other people shouldn't either. And I again, I don't like it when other people impose their views on me. Again, it's fine if you don't care about spoilers, but respect the fact that I do. That's all yeah. I ask. And that's why I think the review restrictions make sense is that it's the easiest way to try to protect the audience for as long as possible to get them to where it is. Cause yeah, you're right of when the guides and the reviews and the spoiler cast go up, there will be people in comments shouting it out, let alone the fact there's going to be thumbnails and, and then there's going to be worthy discussions around the things that I want to talk about really badly. But we yeah. Won't. You know what? Right, right. Right. It just, just, it's happened live in, in this, in, on this chat, Greg, just talking to you. I'm realizing that waiting for PlayStation five to play it as nice as that would be, is just not practical from a spoiler aversion standpoint. So uh, I think I'm going to have to uh, pick it up for PlayStation 4 Pro, which I'm sure also looks fantastic, um, and and get to it sooner rather than later, just so I don't have to worry about the spoiler element. Agreed. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes in. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game on patreon.com slash games. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, the one and only Mark Freeman has a new Zoom slash, no, Zoom hangout for you. Uh, he, of course, is at the Indie Boy one on Twitter. He writes, hey, Greg and Gary, this week's community Zoom will be today, to, uh, Wednesday, at 12.30 p.m. Pacific time, or shortly after Kind of Funny finishes streaming, we have cool friends. Uh, I can tell you right now, it will be later than 12.30 because it's an hour and a half with Kevin and we have Smith and we haven't stopped the show yet. Uh, as usual, all the details are on my Twitter at the Indie Boy One in the pinned tweet. Sorry for the short notice, but a poll decided it. It was not prudent to do it this weekend. Uh, these are basically virtual meetups and are really fun, uh, as well as dealing with serious topics. Come hang with the kind of funny best friends. Uh, go right now to twitter.com uh, slash the Indie Boy One. You can get into the community Zoom today. 
Uh, you're wrong has two things that we're not really well, I, I guess so. Gondor's Condor points out we missed that today. Uh, sea of Thieves adds ghost ships in the Haunted Shores update. And then the nanobiologist chimes in and says, breaking news, a new Horizon Forbidden West video was just released st- stating the game is aiming for a 2021 release. I have confirmed that in the video. It's over on the PlayStation YouTube channel. Gorilla Talks is what it's called. So Horizon 2021 fucking up my predictions and of course my fucking fantasy league so greg what is your revised uh, uh, your newly revised prediction for what will be like the big launch title for playstation 5 it's gonna be miles morales you think it's gonna be miles morales okay the best-selling playstation game of all time the the 1.5 sequel whatever you want to call it i mean it's a standalone story but you know what i mean like it's, it's gonna be like their lost legacy or whatever that's gonna fucking sell like hotcakes people are gonna go nuts can't wait Ladies and gentlemen, that's your show. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be back hosting with Blessing. Friday, Blessing will be hosting with me. Remember, tomorrow is a special day for streams. I'm doing the GCX charity stream tomorrow for St. Jude, twitch.tv slash GCX event, 1 p.m. to 3.45 p.m. Then directly after that, it's EA Play at 4 p.m. I'll be hosting it, but you can stay on Kind of Funny uh, Games on Twitch. You can, of course, watch the GCX stream there, and then it'll transition over into the live reaction for EA Play from the boys, who I have told nothing, and they're quite pissed about it uh gary anything for you to promote before you go um not really stay tuned to my twitter feed right after the show i'm going to drop the animal talking um uh uh show information i can tell you right now there will be no widow wednesday next week because animal talk because because of, because of a certain uh, guest who's only available at a certain uh, time um animal talking will uh, season two will kick off next wednesday uh, at 9 a.m pacific uh and uh we'll be we'll be announcing the guests uh in uh, as soon as i get off the show here other than that go go get that humble bundle my god you got to get that bundle uh gary isn't going anywhere of course we have a post show to do patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can go there to watch it get the show ad free ask your questions and so much more so if you're coming over for the post show great if you're not no until next time it's been my pleasure to serve you